Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 30. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today my special guest is a world-famous journalist and writer from Venice. I am so honored to have him with me, with him, with me today and is Alessandro Marzo Magno. Hi Alessandro, how are you? Hi Monica, I'm fine, thank you and thank you for a worldwide famous because it is not true. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Okay, so since you say you're not worldwide famous, let's explain who you are because I mean, somebody who's written as many books as you is definitely famous. <laughs> okay, well, so who are you? Uh, well, I am a journalist. I'm, I was born in Venice, uh, I can say, 60 years ago, it's all right. Okay. And, uh, so I was grown here, I studied here, and uh, uh, since uh, 25 years I live in Milano, but going ah, okay. down between Venice and Milano. And I wrote some book, uh, some history books. Wow. Plenty. Many, and, yeah. Well, uh, that's plenty. Some okay. of them are also translated, just one in, into English, others oh. in Japanese, in... Uh, Oh, oh, or, um, only one in English? Well, only one in English. Why so. is that? Why is that? Because your books are so interesting. Well, I don't know. You have to uh, to ask it to publishers' houses. So. Ah, these, pub- <laughs> these publishers. <laughs> well, listen, I know the feeling because mine is taking him one year to agree and he has it already translated. It's just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, all right. So I know, I know, I know. So... And you write books about Venice, but also about other things, other Italian things, don't you? Yes, most of them are about Venice. But anyway, are history books, uh, uh, some uh, about well, one, for instance, about money, history of banking, finance, money, and other couple, too, about history of books. <clears throat> because probably... It is not very well known that Venice was the um, world book capital in the 16th century. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many things that people don't know about Venice. That's why I want to talk to you because I like uh, what you do because you you try to, uh, you explain Venice in a much easier way for people. I think that's uh, one of your characteristics is you try to make the history of Venice easy for everybody. Easy and funny also. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it is. <laughs> yeah, and I don't you, I mean, this is my personal opinion, I don't know if you agree, but I find that Venetian history is so underrated and is so not, uh, you know, we talk about it amongst, you know, in Venice, of course, but outside, they only know the general parts, but they don't really know the importance of Venice, uh, the head in the history of Europe and of the world in a way, don't they? 
Yeah, sometimes it it happens. You are you are right. Um, I think that probably it is uh, because of, uh, in part, it is because Venice was a republic and, and not mm. a, um, a state like uh, with a king a, or whatever. King yeah. Or, uh, yes, or that, like uh, I'm, I don't know, Florence, for instance. Everybody knows Medici family or mm -hmm. who knows in uh, Milano, Visconti family, Sforza and so on. Mm -hmm. And Venice was a republic. So there were many, many, uh, many families. Um, were in charge to rule the state mm -hmm. and 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 nobody was uh, more important of others of course they right. were but not so uh, um, so important to, to to be prevalent on the other on the uh -huh. other and uh, so we don't have an history like so like uh, mm -hmm. uh, i mean i mean a family history isn't right it? and um And probably it is easier uh, to 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 talk about family, uh, about Medici family, or I don't know, uh, uh, Borgia, yes. uh, in Rome and so on. So uh -huh. okay. in the history of of a state. You know? Right, right. Well, obviously, also because, you know, uh, being also such an important republic. And don't you think also it's because Venice was never under the control of the church in a way that uh, that also... I think that um, for, for the English, for the English speaking people, that is a plus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But I'm thinking, yeah. you know, like, for example, one thing I noticed when I was, uh, you know, comparing to now to what i know now venice i realized that for example when i went to school we never studied really venice you know as such over history uh you know and i'm just a little bit younger than you know that much younger and you know i liked history and i did study history but we never talked about venice the way we should have in a way being venetians as well i don't know. Do you uh, think you also... Know, uh, there are many reasons, I think. I, I must say that uh, I had uh, very good teachers uh, in, the, um, in the first school and uh, mm. what to say, school elementary, school elementary. Yeah, primary school, they, primary they, school and secondary school. Yes, okay. They, uh, they teach us uh, the, the, also the history of Venice. But one, mm. one of the reasons is, and uh, it seems ridiculous, but it is... Because the, the most um, important uh, history books for uh, schools uh, has, be, uh, has been written by uh, people from Firenze. Ah! <laughs> See, I, I don't uh, know, you if, know if you remember Lo Spini. Yes, yes, he yes. He was, yes. was from Florence. Okay. But, uh, he uh, unders uh, underscored the importance of Florence. Of course, uh, yeah. The, um, for, forgot the the role of Venice. Uh, this is the the same reason why the um, also we in Italy think of Renaissance uh, as a, a, a Florentine. Yes, of course. Uh, happening a Florentine question instead. Uh -huh. Uh, Renaissance was not only in Florence. Of, of course, course, it wasn't. Is it, this is, oh, Alessandro, this is so interesting because for years I've been thinking in my head that uh, there, there has been some kind of, I'm not saying like a propaganda, but some kind of, uh, to try to kind of not talk about Venetian history because, you know, being so independent as we were, we might give the wrong ideas to the rest of Italy and they might want to, you know, start another independent 
world or something. So this actually makes sense. So mm. is that, but actually, I want to talk about this because today you actually wrote something on Facebook that was very, I found it very interesting. You actually wrote histories made with documents, not with feelings. Okay, we're talking about the new mm. articles that came back about Italian cuisine and so on. And that made me thought, uh, think, sorry, what about if the documents are actually fake or incorrect <laughs> or propaganda? <laughs> oh, but, well, if, or, uh, or if, bipartisan, if, like, uh, you know, the Florentine, uh, you know, person who wrote the history book for schools. So how does... History, How does book, it work? Uh, history book is not a document. It's ah, made okay. based on documents, it's made with the documents, but it is not a document. Documents are papers that uh, you can find in archives. Mm, okay. They can, they can also be fake, of course, or also be wrong. But uh, if somebody wrote a, a fake documents, uh, a fake documents four centuries ago. Mm -hmm. uh, probably has been reason. <laughs> it is also interesting to uh, understand why uh, this document was fake, you know? Mm. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, the, 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 I must say that the most part of documents are not fake uh, and uh, you, are, you must read it uh, to, 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 to get the, um, how uh, facts uh, has been. Mm -hmm. uh, because very often uh, in the books there are some uh, some mistakes, mm -hmm. sometimes simply mistakes because uh, you know because we, <laughs> well, we we're all... human. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, and, and um, uh, these mistakes uh, are uh, you can find uh, uh, them through through years and years because uh, everybody looks at the, the at the books written before, isn't mm -hmm. it? Exactly. Yes. And yes. Instead, uh, instead of going uh, to archives, and I sometimes I go, uh, it's uh, it's basic uh, for to for. Well, yeah, for an historian and uh, you know researcher, writing, I should you know. hope so. Yeah. And so, uh, well, I don't know. For instance, uh, um, I, I has been recently in London, and um, in London there is a, the National Archive. Uh, in London, there is a very, very important uh, amount of uh, uh, Venetian documents mm -hmm. uh, uh, because uh, Browning uh, was uh, he was a poet and he mm -hmm. he, he lived in Carezzonico. Oh, I didn't know he lived in Carezzonico. Okay. He 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 bought many documents, um, whatever it, it found in the you know in the street market and so on and so on. Oh, okay. All these documents about the history of Venice are in London. Okay. So you can find many many interesting things there. For instance, um, uh, there, there are all the uh, account of the um, uh, public lighting in the 18th century in Venice with the account of with the expenses of oil uh, or it was olive oil uh, to 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 light the streets of Venice during oh, the wow. <laughs> and I got to ask you olive oil from Corfu 
because when I went to Corfu, I found out, and that's the way Corfu people that told me, the Greek people, that their olives are crap. <laughs> and their crap were horrible because the Venetian destroyed the plants that they, they were there before and planted those, those kind of olives to make oil to be used for, you know, energy and stuff like that, not for uh, cooking. Is that true? So was it the same kind of oil, do you think? Could <laughs> yeah, it be? Also, it was the same kind, uh, kind see. of oil. Good. The most part of the olive oil was uh, used for lighting and not for mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, it was not true that uh, it was only in Corfu because... Uh, oh, well, I was in Corfu. They told me in Corfu. No, I assume, no, they, assume they did it to, to all the other islands. <laughs> I know very well uh, these kind of stories. Everywhere you go... Um, along the Adriatic, uh, they uh, accuse uh, the local people accused to uh, Venice to cutting uh, uh, timbers ah. <laughs> to build ships, uh, to build uh, houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but they, so, I think history, uh, the, the Slovenian have, people said that we literally deforested Slovenia. Yeah, in fact, and it is funny because they say uh, this this story also uh, were in the areas that were not under the Venetian rule. Mm. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, near near Trieste, uh, the, the government was the Austrian government, uh -huh. the government, not the Venetian one. But if, if you go to the, in the Carso near Trieste, they say, "Oh, Veni you are from Venice." Uh, your ancestors uh, cut all our trees uh, to build the ships uh, for uh, the Venetian fleet. It is simply not true. Okay. You know, um, the most part of uh, wood went uh, for fishing. Oh, okay. The fishing boat, uh, they okay. went up with uh, one fishing boat and two or three uh, boats uh, full of uh, wood to uh, to light the the... the you know the sea during the during mm -hmm. the night because of the, of the fishing of Sardinian mm -hmm. of, of these uh, Sardinians, no Sardinians. Is a... <laughs> yeah, no, don't think we can we fish the oh, Sardinians, but it's okay. That you, that you must um, uh, fish with the light with the aid of light. No? Yeah, yeah, of course. So during the century, uh, along the all, all the Adriatic shores. Uh, they cut uh, millions, probably billions of trees to 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 go fishing. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't course, just uh, Venetians. They, they don't remember it. They prefer to say, "Oh, you are uh, you are Venetian." See, the... <laughs> that's why they needed documents. That's why they needed the documents to like, prove it. That's why you need documents because yeah. in the documents you can find that uh, uh, the most part of uh, of trees were. You, of wood was used to, to for fishing. Anyway, it's true that um, in Corfu and also along uh, the Dalmatia, Dalmatia shores, and the, in Istria, uh, they they made um, a lot of oil or olive oil and uh, to um, for, and sent it uh, to 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 Venice because mm -hmm. it was the most important market. Of course. The, but for instance, uh, in the um, uh, 17th century, there is, there is a, a book about the Dalmatia written by Alberto Fortis. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it is the first important book uh, about Dalmatia, and he wrote that the best oil of uh, the Venetian state uh, 
was in the, um, the island of Kerso, now Tzres, uh, okay. in Croatia. And so uh, <laughs> it was another important point for uh, produ production of, of, of the olive oil. Anyway, yeah. it is true that from Corfu uh, went to Venice uh, a lot of olive oil. I don't know if they destroyed the island to, to get it. Oh, I, I don't know. That was the, the, that was the point of view of the Corfu people. Yeah, yeah but it is funny because everywhere you go, you find the same point of view. Yeah, <laughs> but love and hate relationship. Uh, listen, Alessandro, who is your favorite Dodger? <laughs> my favorite Dodger is Enrico Dandolo. Mm -hmm. And why is that? <laughs> Because uh, he was a sort of, how can I, can I say? Uh, he, he was able to divert a crusade. Mm -hmm. This is not so common. Easy. No? Yeah. So mm -hmm. he, and uh, he conquered the most important, the richest, uh, and the most beautiful city of, of the. Of, his uh, era mm -hmm. it was in uh, 1204 and mm -hmm. it was Constantinople and um, of course uh, what we now call Istanbul for the people that don't know history <laughs> after the falling of the uh, Byzantine Empire it became uh, Istanbul and um, well it also destroyed it mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, by mistake though wasn't it No, no, no. <laughs> it was intentional. Inten um, They're going to sue Venice. Istanbul's going to sue Venice. <laughs> But anyway, the, the many parts of, of Venice uh, are built with uh, stones, with marbles, with uh, mm -hmm. a fantastic uh, piece of art coming from, uh, from Constantinople, you know? Mm -hmm. Starting from the four horses. The, exactly. Isn't it funny that we always complain that the French took them away and that the French took so many things away from us when we were the first one that actually were taking things away from people? Uh, yes and not. Yes, ah. because, uh, uh, of course, it is right. Uh, they, uh, the French made uh, the same things that uh, we made before <laughs> in mm -hmm. our place. But it is not, uh, not funny because uh, we, uh, I mean, okay, I'm from Venice, so I say we. <laughs> yeah, I'm not from Venice, Venice, I'm from Terraferma, but I say we anyway, okay? Oh, the fact that they, they accused the Venetian to, st to, to steal uh, wood, so I, I yeah. can say we. <laughs> uh, We, we didn't go to Constantinople uh, to, uh, to saying uh, we, we, uh, we take uh, the freedom, we take liberty, mm -hmm. uh, the, the civil rights and so on and so on. Instead, mm -hmm. when the uh, French came in the, um, nine, um, 1797, they said that they were... Uh, Free us. See, okay, yes, they free, are free, yeah, they, free I don't remember. It's uh, they took the liberty, the exactly, or the, they broke. No, they took. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the, the right verb, the liberty, and um, so and the civil rights and so on. Instead, they still <laughs> uh, practically everything destroyed all the convents and monastery and many churches as well that, uh, 
uh, keep quiet because it is true that the French were the first to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they gave the starting of this uh, uh, series of, of the happenings that are not, not yet finished at our days. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They were not the only one. Because mm-hmm. um, during the French, uh, the, during the Austrian period, uh, Austrians uh, uh, did the same. And if you go to Vienna, there are still there are um, still in the um, uh, Austrian museum uh, pieces of art coming from Venice, uh, and they were still from Venice. Mm-hmm. And um, who destroyed the churches and uh, and uh, sold? everything uh, were venetians oh just like now (laughs) (laughs) just like now then (laughs) nothing has 100 years 200 years nothing has changed Uh, listen alessandro what's your favorite period in venetian history well it depends the period of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the one that okay, when, you stu- the one that when you study or you're preparing a book or you're you know just reading about it, is the one that intrigues you the most uh, you like the most uh, you, you find it more akin to you mm, so now i'm writing about uh, 18th century and i find uh, and i find 18th century very funny very mm. very um, i'm writing a book a book about casanova because Ooh. Uh, in uh, 2025 will be um, 300 uh, years from uh, his birth uh-huh. and uh, well it is so funny they made a lot of uh, interesting things not only the things that we think are, are related to Casanova mm-hmm. but also <laughs> Um, writing, have a connection with the people in the other countries. The, 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 the world was very, very connected. In that spine way. as well? A lot of spine? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, well... Was, Norma- Casanova, was Casanova a spy as well, was he? Yes, it, he was. Ah, okay. He yeah, I knew, I knew he was, I knew he was a multitasking person. Yeah. <laughs> what we will call multitasking today. <laughs> Did it all? Okay, I heard the rumors. He considered himself a writer. Okay. Um, and he was a spy. He was a gambler. He was uh, everything, you know. So, but <laughs> since you're studying and you're writing a book about him, how much about what, uh, uh, you know, what is known about him is true? And uh, where does the legend and all the propaganda that he himself created, uh, you know, the fake news he created, uh, he where does it start? He didn't create uh, uh, fake news. Uh, almost everything, almost, I must say, mm-hmm. everything he wrote and uh, his uh, memory books uh, was true. Oh. Simply he amplified. Uh, oh, the typical Venetian uh, from a fish yeah. that size, it turns into a shark. Yeah, okay, but uh, you know, very Venetian. But... Many, many, many people uh, studied uh, Casanova and mm. uh, his memory books, and uh, you know that uh, in uh, uh, only in 20th century has been written 2,000 uh, books about him. Wow, uh, that's so. a lot. Of course, it is, imp- it is impossible to read all of them. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, he was um, always 
more, uh, not always, but <laughs> almost. He, he, he brought uh, the right, uh, right news. And um, when, you go to, when, when you go to check them, you find that uh, he was true. Oh, okay. Uh, sometimes uh, I say uh, he exaggerated. And what, what, what it is very, very exaggerated. It, it is his um, um, name to, about uh, to be a Casanova because... Uh, ah, before, okay. Uh, so he wasn't, wasn't a Don Giovanni as much as uh, we think uh, he was. You know, in, in, in Don Giovanni said... Uh, uh, in Spain, they are 1,003, isn't mm -hmm. it? And instead, the Casanova, uh, who counted the, the uh, women that uh, he... Um, dated, about, let's say dated, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, he wrote about uh, uh, 116, 116 uh, women. In the, how, how, when did he die? How old was he when he died? Okay, now, now I, 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 I tell you, I, I make the calculation. Uh, he died when he was uh, uh, 73. Okay. He had uh, the, 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 the first uh, uh, sexual intercourse when he was 18 because... Oh, you, knew what I you knew what I wanted to know, Ben. <laughs> how many women per year, Ben? I was trying to work it out. And then, then you have also to, to, uh, to take out the... Um, Last uh, 13, one, three years uh, of his life, uh, he was uh, in this castle in Bohemia and uh, he was isolate, isolated he? there. Uh -huh. So you have 42 years of uh, uh, sexual activity. That's, not, that's not so much a three per year, uh, then. Come on, it, it was one every few months. It is less than three for, uh, per year. Yeah, that's not bad, yeah. then. Come ever, on. Ever, um, you can say uh, she uh, um, she teacher in Cortina d'Ampezzo <laughs> is doing better than Casanova. I know, know. I know. I was thinking this men nowadays that are much better. <laughs> well, better <laughs> they do better as in numbers, not whatever they're better. We don't know, but gosh, that must be so interesting. And also, I mean, as you were saying, all the connection that he had all over the world uh, must be. He, he, did he speak? He did speak many languages, did he? Or I or not? Think. Oh, okay. French and Latin, but the Latin it was common, very common for all the educated over... people in that uh, in that era. And uh, French, uh, it was the uh, like English today. It was uh -huh. the language. Uh, who... So listen in your in your book about Casanova, because I know you're like me, you like food. Are you gonna also touch one chapter about what was eaten in his period and what place food? Oh, I'm looking forward. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do my. Oh, I'm gonna. Can you do... ask me? <laughs> well, of course, you I should. Know the I, know, I know, I know, I know. Now, I can't wait for the book to come out then because I, I will make a menu out of it. I'm definitely gonna make a menu out. I give also a recipe. Yes. About, uh, uh, what Casanova calls maccheroni mm -hmm. um, that are not uh, actual uh, actual maccheroni as we know them yeah, now. Talk, they are talking about Italian cuisine and having the different names uh, and changes and stuff, yeah. And they are gnocchi. Well, I don't know how it's ah, gnocchi. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, um I, I found out uh, an old recipe and uh, there's been a restaurant uh, near Vicenza who tried to um, to make this 
Casanova Gnocchi and after many uh, attempts attempt, they they were successful after after 11 attempts they were successful my god wow so in the book we, you you will find also the recipe for these uh, Casanova Gnocchi oh I'm so looking forward okay listen I want three anecdotes uh with topics that you touched in your books so a top uh, an anecdote about Venish, Venetian women mm-hmm. in history in the history of Venice, like uh, the most famous, the most important, or the one that hasn't been nobody talks about, or something like that. A little so, anecdote. First of all, um, we have to say that Venice was a republic, and uh, for that reason, women in Venice uh, uh, were more important than in, than in the other states of the their epoch, their uh, time. The era, yeah, that time, yeah. Okay, not we 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 must not think of um, a, a right. emancipation. Yeah, emancipation right, women's right, because that all these stuffs didn't uh, exist at the, in that time. Anyway. Uh, women were more important in Venice and also in Genoa, I must say, because uh, 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 we are trade states and so um, men stayed um, um, out of, of uh, home many, many months and so mm-hmm. women were uh, in charge to, 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 to run. Of a bit, yeah, they had to run the businesses. Affairs, you know? Yeah, yeah, the, the businesses and so on, yes. And yes. They both, both the Republic of Genoa and of Venice were merchant states, so you know, money had to be made. Of course. And after that, um, in Venice uh, um, have been some um, important women. And uh, for instance, uh, the first graduate, the first university graduated uh, in the history. Well, I don't know in the history, but for for sure, the first uh, that um, we have the- uh, Documents. Documents. That's it. <laughs> well, history so, is made with documents, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was Elena Lucrezia Cornerpiscopia. Mm-hmm. She graduated in uh, philosophy in Padua, uh, 28th of June, uh, 1678. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, seven, eight. And um, so she's the first uh, that. Um, we, we have a document and we can say for sure that he was graduated at the university. She wanted, she wanted to become a doctor, though, but they wouldn't allow her, right? She and they allow her only to do philosophy. In, in theology, but the Bishop of Padua uh, didn't uh, allow her to, to get the graduation in uh, theology. And mm-hmm. so with a sort of compromise between the Bishop and the uh, uh, her father, they um, went uh, the, to uh, philosophy graduation. Mm. They graduated in philosophy. And, and, and the, Padova only started talking about her a few years ago, isn't it? Before that, nobody very rarely mentioned her, even though she was fairly important. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we, we go back to, to what you... You said in, uh, at the beginning of our conversation. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they also why we here in Venice, in Veneto, are always uh, um, uh, we underestimate our history. Mm. 
we are not uh, proud to 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 explain it uh, mm-hmm. like other people i don't know anyway we had many many important um, first uh, yes. first time in the history that uh, also we don't know for <laughs> not, and if we don't know we cannot uh, explain to others you know uh-huh. right another thing i want to know and this i'm, I'm not 100% sure that you can tell me because you wrote a book about it how come in venice for the word money we have got so many words Sorry? because for the word money we say scay Ah, why have we got so many words that always mean money (laughs) why is that because venice was very rich and it was a a a merchant a a merchant state as you say before Mm -hmm. uh, it is an austrian word Mm -hmm. from shilling yes yeah okay uh, it was a a coin during the um, uh, Austrian period, and in mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you re- if you if you uh, read Scheide mm-hmm. in Italian, you read Sky Sky. Sky in German, Sky in Italian, mm-hmm. and so the, the, this uh, this coin uh, become Sky. Before, mm-hmm. if you go to the um, Goldoni works, uh, the, the 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 word to say. Uh, money was Bessie. Yes. Bessie. Oh my God, I haven't heard that word in years. <laughs> That's true. And that, why was it called Bessie then? Because it was a coin. Ah, uh, Venetian uh, coin? Yes, the coin had um, several coins and several names, you know. And mm-hmm. it is so difficult. It's, it's too long and too difficult to explain. Oh, God, I have anyway, to interview you. We're going to have to do another interview about money then, are we? Yes. <laughs> there were many money, many small change with different names, you know? Okay. That one was Gazzetta. Gazzetta oh, yes. was a small coin uh, with which you could buy a newspaper. And mm-hmm. by the fact that this newspaper costed one Gazzetta, the name of newspaper became Gazzetta. And also in English, you have gazettes. Ah, <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. Ooh, and the, the word and the word bank comes from Venice, doesn't it? No, no, from bank from, from, uh, from Italy. Uh, oh, I thought it came from banco from the banco uh, from in the ghetto. No, banco was everywhere. Was used everywhere. Ah, the, the banks. Uh, before then in Venice, we're in, in Genoa and in Florence. Okay. The, 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 the financial uh, financial capital of the Renaissance was Florence, not Venice. Mm-hmm. Venice okay. was the merchant capital. Mm-hmm. Florence was the... The money, fi- the money lending capital or maybe, no? Florence always. For, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Got you. Okay. And right. So, but the... the the word banca come by the fact that uh, they put the the money on uh, on a table on a banco, you know. Okay. But okay. Uh, but everywhere, not only in Venice. Mm-hmm. And this, this word was uh, used uh, everywhere. Also in in Greek, you have trapeza. Trapeza means uh, banca, banco, in the same way, you know. Okay. Okay. So, what but, other Venetian words uh, like uh, are noun used? everywhere but uh, people ciao, don't okay 
Yes, ciao. of course. When you say ciao, you say uh, ciao suo, that is, means uh, your slave. That mm -hmm. it, it was a very formal way to uh, say hello. Yeah, <laughs> like at your service. Yeah, at your yeah. service, of course. Of right. Course. And also the word for... Servidor, that means servant. Or yes. chavo, that uh, means slave. And you could say servidor suo or chavo suo. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a very formal, but also a very normal way uh, to, to, to say hello to people, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have a word quarantine. So, so up to date nowadays. Uh, yes, it is. But in Venice, more than the word was was the the, the method that yes. came from Venice, and they came the word Lazzaretto came from Venice because um, the first quarantine were in this uh, island uh, in the Venetian lagoon, the isola of uh, there was a church of Santa Maria di Nazareth called. Uh, Nazaretum from Nazaretum ke, uh, came Lazaretum, then Lazaretto. And ah. now we have, uh, uh, what are, um, it was uh, uh, 1423, the first Lazaretto. Okay. Now, uh, what are uh, 600 years? Uh, I don't know. You know that I thought that he came from the word Lazarus because Lazarus was born again. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it's that that's Okay. And there, there the, the, the um, mainly crew of uh, ships coming uh, to Venice from uh, area uh, where there was the plague mm -hmm. uh, must stay there for a period of time. Uh, but in Venice was was called contumacia, mm -hmm. and the, the word the word um, quarantine. Uh, came um, from Lombardy. Ah, uh, it, it it was used in the church, of course. Mm -hmm. It was a religious word mm -hmm. for days after, uh, before Pasqua, you know, before si. Easter, forty days before Easter. See what we now call Quaresima. Yes. Okay. And from these forty days, uh, this this word uh, went from the um, religious use to the. Uh, uh, sanitarian news, you know, to the uh, to, to to say that you must uh, stay apart for some days. They were not necessarily forty, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, Alessandro, your book Venezia: Una Storia di Mare di Terra. Tell me, please, that is being translated in English. At the moment, not. Ah, why not? Because it's so full. It's so full of information. So full of nice. Translated in Russian. Okay, yes, but uh, I'm doing the podcast in English. <laughs> no, do it in Russian. <laughs> you need to get this in Polish, Russian. No, okay, no, okay, I got to say, this is one of the best books I ever read. And it's not because I'm interviewing it, because I am using it for my books as well. Uh, you are one of my, how can I say, my sources. Okay. Um, I really love the way you've, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 wrote a history about Venice, but in a nice, uh, let's say, in a, as you say before, in a much funnier way. And I love the way that you, the, the, the way the book is structured for the people that can read Italian, but now we're gonna convince Alessandro to do it in English as well, uh, is each chapter uh, puts Venice into, let's say, a modern, a contemporary vision. 
and then it connects it to the history. And I love that because uh, I was when I, I above all when I went to Corfu, I was oh I was there, I was there, and I was recognizing you know as you were describing and everything. But I, it's so full of uh, notions, informations, and facts that I think so many people don't actually know. And it just shows how important, you know, our city in the States of Venice was uh, for the history of the world. So please, can you make sure, can you tell your, uh, you know, your editor, please, let's do it in English. He will say so much. I would, I would like uh, that the book be translated into English, um, also because I, 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 I would get more money. Oh, of course. <laughs> but, I don't know. Why, why do you think this Italian editor struggles so much? We wanted to translate a book. Yes, uh, um, I know that my my publishing house uh, it's very good, and they struggle to to get translation of the books. Uh, but it depends on, of course, on foreigners publishers. Yeah, so I I, che I cheated with my editor because he couldn't say no because I translated it myself, and then I got somebody to. Uh, check you over mother tongue to check you over for me so he can't say to me the cost of translating <laughs> because he has yeah, no but they cost. are always translating something you know it's yeah. not a, it is not the most important thing the cost of a translation yeah exactly uh, but they decide to translate uh, something yes or something not. Mm. It's a pity because uh, this book for me, uh, it will be a, the best approach for somebody that comes to Venice and doesn't know anything about it. And it's easy to read, it's full of information. I mean, you can't see me now, but if you saw my book now, I got posted practically on every single page with notes of, uh, oh, this I need, this I need, this I need <laughs> for the books I'm writing at the moment. Uh, listen, Alessandro, where can people find you online? Uh, on Amazon or uh, ABS? Um... No, no, you online. You uh, as not my book, me. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. I my have, books, uh, books well, of course, I, am, I can find. I am on social, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. Uh, I have a site, uh, alessandromarzomagno.it. And so you, you can find... They can find you everywhere. Easily me everywhere. Also, maybe too much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, one last question. Yes. The book you didn't write, but you wish you had. <laughs> From of all times, yeah. of all times. Okay, not necessarily new. Well, uh, some years ago, I found a very interesting uh, person uh, in Trieste um, uh, who was in the beginning of uh, the. Uh, uh, 20th century. Mm -hmm. um, he was the, the the son of the rabbi of Trieste, and uh -huh. uh, he went to Vienna because Trieste was Austrian that uh, in that uh, uh, time Your period. Yeah, and um, he if he, he financed uh, first the Emperor Franz Joseph. Mm -hmm. then, uh, Benito Mussolini. Uh, after uh, after him, he financed also uh, the Marshal Tito in Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, the owner of the notorious car factory BMW, and uh, he was the person who changed the name <laughs> of this factory into BMW. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was the most important producer of uh, airplanes during the First World War for Austria and mm -hmm. 
so partly for German. It was the most important banker of Europe in the 20s and so on and so on and so on. But by the fact that he, was, he, he is absolutely unknown, his name was Camillo Castiglioni. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to, 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 uh, to publish a book about him. Now that okay. book, if you go to, you can find a book about, about him. But so, um, so I decided not to write this book because um, darn uh, no. Uh, normally, the publisher want to public uh, um, biography about people who is already well known. So, yes, of course. Why? Otherwise, book. nobody. No, why would you buy a book? Otherwise, you know, well, you know, yeah. unless you turn into fiction. But uh, yeah. Anyway, then, if you I read it. A book so, uh, on Napoleon on. Mainly Adolf Hitler, it's okay because everybody. Of course, uh, of course, of course. Uh, these people and they buy a, bo- a, a book of, about these people. Yeah. If you write a book about a person who nobody knows, nobody <laughs> buys this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we need good social media managers nowadays. Oh, well, we're going to have to write a book about you, then, Alessandro, then, when, when uh, eventually I go, see, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Alessandro, I, I got to ask you this if you, I mean, I'm not saying straight away, but in a few months time, if you can come back, because I had so much fun and I got so many things that I want to ask you about Venice. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Fair that my, my listeners and my readers will want to, also because I want to know how it's going with a, uh, with a new book. When are you planning to publish it? Uh, because another one. Autumn, I think. Oh, okay. That's fine. But December, I'm interviewing you, man. Okay. <laughs> get, it, get it done in English, though, because, oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to have to put in touch with somebody because I don't know if you know, there is a Casanova convention pretty soon in uh, Venice uh, in the next few months. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you know about it. So mm-hmm. you should, you should uh, definitely take part in that. Alessandro, it was so nice talking to you and an honor because I've been wanting to <laughs> interview for a long time. It's just I couldn't pick up the courage. And I have to say it was only because Marisa said to me, send him a message, send him a message, send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> and then and uh, what was it as well? Davide Busato said to me, oh, it will be fine. Don't worry. But, you know, you writers always, uh, I got to say, I always get a little bit uh, self-conscious with you writers. Between you, Alberto, Davide, and, and uh, Pierre Alvise, I always get like, uh, oh, my God, they are, you know, you're my idols. So for me, it's like, oh, okay. I know, don't, don't exaggerate. Well, it is, you know, you have to remember, I, you know, I got my little book out, but it's a guidebook. I keep telling everybody it's just a guide and it's about food. But, you know, I only wrote it on the spare of the moment and I literally wrote it in one month time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm a hundred things, but definitely not that. But so when I speak to somebody that knows how to write, it's, uh, you know, it's a... Um, it's an honor, a big honor for me. So thank you again for your time as well. And also I'll speak to you in six months time then. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank here. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> ciao, ciao. ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. It was a pleasure talking to Alessandro and we hope to have him back on the show pretty soon. You can find Alessandro at www.alessandromarzomagno.it and on all social medias as Alessandro Marzo Magno. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com 
or at cookinvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookinvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.